today we just come to you father asking that you'd come and you'd meet our needs lord we submit ourselves to you father to your word to what you say to your will lord we give ourselves completely into your hands and your leadership lord we just ask you to bless us father that you would touch us lord by your grace and your mercy lord that you would come and move in the hearts of your people tonight father strengthen the hearts Strengthen the lives, Lord, to believe all things are possible. Lord, all things are not possible just when we're together, Lord, in a big group. Or, or all things are possible when everything is going good. But, Lord, all things are possible because you're here. And we believe that you're here and we know that you're here. Your word declares it to be this. And, Lord, we just ask that your presence would just fall into every heart and every place. Lord, we commit this in your hands, Lord, the things that you've given us. Lord, that you would just break it to open to our hearts. Lord, that you would touch the needy, Lord, the situations, the sick, Father. Seem like cancer's on every hand, everywhere, Lord. The demons of hell are howling. Lord, trying to push us back, but we're going to hold the line. We're going to stand upon the promises of God, and we're not going to back down. Lord, from what you've given us and what you've granted us in this hour, this land, this place, Lord, that you've given us, Father, it is our inheritance. It is our promises, Lord, and we will not back down. And Lord, we just ask that you would come and you would move, you would anoint, you would touch, you would just touch each and every life, we pray. We commit this in your hands for your glory and for your honor. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Let's turn to James chapter 4 and verse 7. Amen. It's always good to be in the house of the Lord and, and to serve His people. And No matter where you're at, whether you're here or you're in your homes tonight, God bless you tonight. Amen. And amen. May the Lord just come and move in your lives and for your situation. James chapter 4 and verse 7, it says, Submit yourselves therefore to God. 
Resist the devil and he will flee from you. Draw nigh to God and he will draw nigh to you. Cleanse your hands, ye sinners, and purify your hearts, ye double-minded. Be afflicted, mourn, and weep. Let your laughter be turned into mourning and your joy to heaviness. Humble yourself in the sight of the Lord, and he shall lift you up. Amen. God bless you. You can be seated tonight. I'd like to speak to you on this thought. Submit yourselves, therefore, to God. Just looking... I uh, actually was sent this yesterday by Brother Jason Jackson, just out of the blue sent me this quote and kind of sent me down this, this thought path. But Brother Brandon would say in the Maniac of Gadara, he'd say, you can completely submit yourself to the Holy Ghost and no affliction can hold you. And you can walk by the power of the Holy Ghost and you are well. You give your testimony, everything else, healed by the power of the Holy Ghost. He said, you that's sinful, that may drink, smoke, gamble, do things like that. You say, I, I can't give them up, Brother Branham. Yes, you can. You just submit yourself to God one time. You just yield your whole self to him and watch what takes place. That's the thing. There's no secret to it. There's no hocus pocus. It's no magical formula. It's submitting yourself to God. Amen. Letting him take complete control. Then it's not you any longer. It's the Lord that does it after that. Amen. And I'm, I'm glad we have that opportunity today to be able to submit ourselves to the Lord. And, and I was looking at the scripture here on submit Amen. Submit yourself to the Lord, therefore to God, and resist the devil, and he will flee from you. The submit is to put yourself into subjection to, to be subject, to submit yourself into its control, to yield, amen, to obey, to be a subject, or in a military term, it's also to arrange in a military fashion under the command of one leader, amen, and, 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 to, and to give that leader complete responsibility and complete control. And, 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 you know, I believe that's what we're to do in this hour is to submit to him, to give him everything. You know, I, as the scripture says, whose report will you believe? And in other words, what, what report or what will you submit yourself to or let your feelings, submit your feelings to or your emotions to, or you submit yourself to the doctor's report or will you submit yourself to the emotions or, or the senses or who will we give authority or to who or to what will we give authority to let rule over us? Because we have the, the ability to do that. Amen. Do we submit ourselves to what someone says or and go under that word of doubt or that word of unbelief or bitterness? Or do we submit ourselves to what God has said? What God has said and what his word declares. And, and in, some, in the submitting of ourselves, when doing that, we are resisting the devil. Amen. We're not allowing him to take control of our emotions, allowing him to take control of our thoughts, whether it be fear or doubt or anxieties or whatever it is. We're not allowing him to have that control and submitting ourselves to him, but we're believing the report of the Lord. Amen. And so if we submit our, to our thoughts of fear or we submit 
into our thoughts of anxiety, then we're giving that permission to rule over us. We're saying you are in control and therefore it has a right to stay there and it gets worse and worse and worse. You know, the doctor can say something and fear grip us and we submit to it and because our senses says it so, our, our emotion says it so, our ears or whatever says it so, or we can just say, I'm not going to stay. I'm not going to stay with what the doctor says. I'm going to stay in the arms of Jesus. I'm going to allow him to take control because he is a tower of refuge. He is there, amen, as a refuge. And, you know, but there's no refuge if you don't enter into the refuge. You have to submit yourself. When they was in the Old Testament, they had to, when they was done something, you know, an accident or whatever, it was a life, an eye for an eye, a tooth for a tooth, a life for a life. And so they had tile, they had cities of refuge set up, but it wouldn't do no good to have those refuges, even though they were there, even though you could see them, even though you may be in your view, but you had to submit yourself to that refuge for that refuge to have rulership over you and therefore, amen, overrule what the others was trying to do to you. And so even this, even with God, we have to come to him. We have to take our, our emotions. We have to take our feelings. We have to take our fear, our anxiety, and just say, God, I'm not big enough for this. I'm not able to take this. I'm going to submit myself to you. And therefore, in that, you're resisting the devil and in resisting the devil he has to flee from you amen so we realize that this refuge is big enough our God is great enough our God is strong enough and he's got it He's more than able. Amen. He's a burden bearer. He's a tower of refuge we can run to, Jesus Christ. You know, uh, if you, you, you know, and Brother Brown was speaking about this and letting off the pressure. He says, This is a place if you will come and you will escape to Jesus Christ or you will submit yourself to Him. It is a place where you can come and just let off the steam. Amen. Just let off and just relax and, and relax into the promise. Just allow it to take control. You know, too many times times we submit ourselves to what somebody says or we submit ourselves to what a doctor says and we allow that to take control or precedence over what the word says but amen I believe that this is the time and the hour that we have to say God I'm in the tower of refuge I'm not leaving the tower of refuge and this tower of refuge amen has governments it has uh, the ability to overrule anything else amen this blood that we're under is a refuge and he has the ability to overrule rule any kind of sickness, any kind of sorrow, any kind of thing that goes on in our lives, anything that we can't handle, he can handle it. Hallelujah. Amen. So when you come to Christ into this place of refuge, and when a man would come in the Old Testament, he'd come, he would come in his own free free will. Amen. He couldn't be made to go there. He had to go on his own will. And that's the way you have to come to Christ. That's the way, amen, to submit. It's a, a submitting is to as a, as a free will or a are to give of yourselves. It's not somebody made me do this. You know, I'm not living a Christian life because somebody's making me live a Christian life. I'm living this because I've submitted myself to his rulership and his guidance. And so here, amen, he says, and so another thing, you must be satisfied while you're there. It isn't you can't hang around every day crying, well, I like to go out there. I like to do this. He said, if you do that, they'll put you out of the city. He said, you must be willing to walk, willingly, willfully wanting to stay. It must must be that you want to stay in this city. 
in this refuge, amen. When you come to Christ, you can't look back to the world and say, well, the Bible says, he, you know, the Bible said, well, he that puts his hand to the plow, amen, and, and turns back is not worthy of the gospel. He said there's so many called, so-called Christians that have that. They act like they're going to plow, but the first thing, something comes up, and it blows them off the track, and, and they get sidelined. He said, but see, when you're all pressured up, and you don't know what's going to happen, and you don't know where it's going to go, and, and maybe maybe death is at the door amen you know what you gotta do you gotta run into Christ you gotta run into the refuge and then when you get into there you can settle it once and for all amen the pressure can come off you so no matter what takes place Christ is our refuge Amen. He is our refuge in the time of storms. He's in the refuge in the time of plagues. He's in the, our refuge in the time of the things that we're going through individually or as a church body or as a husband or as a wife or as a young person. He is our refuge. But we have to submit ourselves to him and say, God, I can't handle it. I don't know what to do, but you know. And you can make a way where there seems to be no way. You can turn it around in just a moment. You can change it all in just a moment. It only takes a just one nod, one little point of his finger, and it's all changed. Amen. And so see, so things can happen though, and pressures can come, and things begin to build up. Oh, amen. You know, it begins to put on pressures in our lives, or it's an age of pressure that we live in. Lord knows that. Amen. Especially even now, seems like more and more and more and more and more. But the name of the Lord is a strong tower. And I want us to understand this tower it has no limit to its strength. Amen. This building that we're in or your home that you're in tonight, it has a limit to strength. There's a limit to how much it can take. Amen. There's a limit to how much, you know, that's why people get nervous in storms because you know, amen, your home is only has a certain amount, a limit that it can take of winds or hail or, or fire or whatever. There's so much that it can take. It's a refuge in a storm, but your house is limited. This building here is limited. It can only take so much. But this tower that I'm talking about... It can come against cancer and it'll hold. It'll come against any kind of sickness and it'll hold. It'll come against a doctor's report and it can hold. It can come against anything. There's no limit to the power. Cancer can get worse. Sugar diabetes can get worse. The devil seemed to be everywhere, but this, this tower is still a tower of refuge and there's no limit to its power. It's just as powerful today as it ever was. Hallelujah. Amen. There's something, no matter how much the devil puts against it, he can put 200 miles an hour against it or 100. He can, he, he, and, and let me tell you something. The devil, on the other hand, is limited. Hallelujah. Amen. He is limited. There's so much he has, so much resources he has, so much depression he has, so much fear he has, so much cancer he has. He only is limited in his power, but this tower that we're talking about has no limits. There's never been a storm yet that it didn't hold in. There's never been a sickness yet that it didn't stand up against. This tower has no limits. Right, right. Hallelujah. So we see here, you say, well, you know, well, I wonder. He said, you don't wonder. You just start letting off the pressure. Commit your case to God and go on as if it's all over with. Amen. Did you hear me? Yeah, Hallelujah. He said, well, you just say, I, 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 I just wonder. He said, don't wonder. 
You just let the pressure off and commit it to God and go on as if it's all over. You say, well, I'm so worried. I don't know. Let off the pressure. What's worry going to do you anyway? It's a city of refuge. He took your worry so you don't have to worry. <laughs> so cast your cares on him for he cares for you. Don't worry about your cares. That's his business. Hello, somebody. Don't worry. About, I wish I could hear the amens tonight on the stream. Don't worry about your cares. That's his business. He said, I met a woman some times ago in a 10 cent store. She's about 60 years old. And I said, how you doing, sister? She said, Brother Branham, I've got two sons as doctors as older than you are. And honest to goodness, she didn't look over 30 years old. I said, she said, here it is. Here's what it was. When I come to Christ, when I was 12 years old, I sat down and thought about it. I'd studied other religions, but when I found the true one, I came to him and he took my case. He took my soul. He took my sin. He took my all and I gave it all to him. And she said, I've never had a worry since. Wow. Said, now he promised me when I gave it to him, he would take care of all my troubles. And if he's not big enough to do it, I know I'm not big enough. Amen. So if he's not big enough, what's the use of me worrying about it then in the first place? See, Christ promised you he would take care of all your cares. So submit yourself to him. He cares for you. He knows what you're going through. He knows your struggles. He knows your trouble. He knows the pressure that we're under. He knows all about it. Amen. So resist the devil by submitting to him and saying, God, you got this. You can handle this when I can't handle it. And he said, when you do, quit worrying about it. You say, well, how'd I do it? How'd I do all that, Brother Branham? Just trust his promise. Hallelujah. That's just simple. Sounds simple. Just trust his promise. He made the promise. And even in death, or even when a death angel comes, oh, Brother Branham, I know I'll be nervous. Oh, no. You're in a refuge. You know you're going to die. You know you're going to die. You got to go some way. So just in the refuge, you're safe as long as you're there. He died for you. He cares for you. He knows all about it. You mean when the death angel's knocking at the door, you're, you don't have to get all steamed up about it? What? He said, well, wait a minute. He said, let's look back in Israel down in Egypt when God said, I'm going to send a death angel, but you're going to put blood over the door. What did they do? They submitted themselves to the blood. They submitted themselves, and in submitting themselves, there was a resistance to the devil that was on the outside. What was it? It was a blood that was there. Amen. Big black wings started coming through the neighborhoods, and, and people were dying and screaming. Amen. And, but this little boy would ask his daddy, Daddy, you love me? Sure, I love you, son. Daddy, am I not your firstborn? Yes, you are. But look, that, that angel got that little boy. I used to play with him. But son, you see on the doorpost, yeah, but with, with daddy, with that angel, Angel, get me. He can get you. He can get you because God gave us a promise. And when I see the blood, I'll pass over you. Just go back to your toys and start playing again. There's no need of worrying. We are in God's refuge. Hallelujah. We are in a tower that's strong enough. 
Laodicea can blow with all they wants to blow. Demons can howl like they want to. I want the devil to know this ain't a house made of sticks and stones or, or bricks or some big bad wolf can gonna blow in. This ain't what it's built out of. It's built out of the very fibers of the blood of Jesus Christ. And it showed in Calvary, it'll hold. It showed in death, it'll hold. It showed in every kind of situation, it'll hold. The devil ain't got enough. Hallelujah. When I see the blood, I'll pass over you. Some were screaming, building up, but Israel was relaxing under the promise. Amen. Just resting in the promise. When death comes at the door, what do you do? Just rest in the promise. Doctor may say you're going to die tomorrow. What difference does it make? The blood's on the post. Amen. I got a resurrection. If I die, I got a resurrection coming. Just be calm. He's in control. He's governing every move. Hello, somebody. He's in control of everything. Hallelujah. That's what he said in Isaiah 9 and 6. He said, for under us a child is born. Under us a son is given. The government shall be upon his shoulder. Amen. So he's taking our cares and he's putting them upon his shoulder. What we have need of. And listen, it's more than just a stimulus check. It's more than a temporary thing that's going to run out one day. You know, I have money one day and it's gone the next. Most people's probably stimulus checks already gone. was gone before they even got it. But there may be some, may not be some more coming. But of this government, (laughs) listen to what he says here. The government shall be upon his shoulder and his name shall be called Wonderful, Counselor, the Mighty God, the Everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. Oh, hallelujah. And the increase of his government and peace, there shall be no end. Hallelujah. Listen, as we said, Satan is limited in power and rulership. His rulership can only go so far and for so long. His limited government and rulership has a start date and it has an end date. But our God, his rulership has no beginning. Therefore, if it has no beginning, it has no end. And if it has no beginning and no end, it's limitless in power. And of the increase, there is no end. So the devil puts out more sickness. God's already got enough. The devil puts out more anxiety and fear and builds up the pressure. God's already got enough. Hallelujah. And one day, Satan is going to run out of his power. But our God has no limits. Glory to God in the highest. Oh, can somebody say praise the Lord? Lord. Amen. Maybe you can say it in your home just as loud as you can. Praise the Lord. My government here in this earth may be limited. And they have limited funds and they're way past their limitations. The world is past their limitations. But this government, there is no limits. Hallelujah. Amen. This government has enough power in it to heal all cancer, to heal every disease, to heal every sin, to give a sin cure. This government has the answer for everything the devil can put at it. Hallelujah. And God ain't got his chemists, his chemists in heaven worried about, amen, the coronavirus and trying to come up with something. He's had it 2,000 years ago. By his stripes, I'm healed. Hallelujah. Amen. It says here in Isaiah 22 and 22, it says, the key of the house of David, I'll lay upon his shoulder. So, amen. So he shall open and none shall shut. And he shall shut and none shall open. Amen. So he has the key to it. 
And so when he locks the door, there ain't nothing that can open it. And when he opens the door, there ain't nothing that can shut it. Mm. The devil can come with all his forces, but if God's opened the door, there's nothing can be done about it. We can see how it was in Noah's day. When the door shut, it wasn't shut by Noah. It wasn't shut by a man. It was shut by God. Thereby, Noah couldn't open it. He couldn't do nothing about it. Nobody had no power to open it. It was, it was shut by God. Amen. And when, the, when God comes on the scene and he moves and he opens a door and he makes a way and he says a certain thing, there ain't nothing the devil can do about it. Come on, somebody. Hallelujah. There ain't nothing the devil can do. Oh, he might howl. He might scream. He might get all upset. And I'm sure he will. But when God has opened a door, there's nothing the devil can do about it. How many of you has witnessed when God opened the door and the devil tried to come and he tried to stop and he tried, but there wasn't nothing he could do about it. Hallelujah. And I saw an interest made into heaven. An interest, an open door. Amen. There's been an interest made for a bride to get out of here. Amen. The devil's trying to push and push and keep this little bride down. But the, the door was not opened by him. It was not opened by my, my, just an angel. It wasn't opened by a prophet. It was opened by God himself. And God made the way out of here. And God will get us safely home. And there ain't nothing the devil can do about it. He can howl. He can scream. He can say it ain't so. He can send bad report after bad report after bad report. It does not matter. Our God opened the door. Did you hear me? Our God opened the door. And if God opened it, there ain't a devil in hell that can shut it. Hallelujah. He says here, The Spirit uses this Old Testament reference concerning the Lord Jesus Christ and his ministry in the church. What the key of David signifies is a tie at that time as a mere shadow which is being fulfilled in Jesus standing in the midst of the lampstands. It has to do with our Lord after his resurrection, not his earthly pilgrimage. But what does the key signify? The answer lies in the position of the key. It's the key is not in his hand. It's not worn around his neck. It's not placed in another man or a verse could not be saying that he alone has the use of the key for he alone opens and shuts and no man has the right but Jesus himself. Isn't that right? But where's the key? It's on his shoulder. Amen. Amen. It's on his shoulder. What does the shoulder have to do about it? Back to Isaiah 9 and 6. The government shall be upon his shoulder. What does this mean? The answer is this. The government is upon his shoulder. It comes from a wedding ceremony of the East. When the bride has been committed to the groom. Or when she submits herself and she says, I do. And she takes her veil off and she places it on the groom's shoulder, signifying that not only is she under his dominion, but she's transferred her rights to him. And he is the head, but also he bears the responsibility. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Not only is the wife given, amen, her submitting as us as the wife, submit yourself to the Lord, but the Lord is saying, I'm going to take the responsibility of it. 
Hallelujah. It ain't going to be for you to try to make my word come to pass. I got the responsibility of doing that. I'm going to bring it to pass. If I spoke it, I'm going to do it. Amen. So see, that, and that beloved is the key of David, God being sovereign. He foreknew by the divine creed exactly who would be in his bride. He chose her. She did not choose him. He called her. She did not come on her own. He died for her. He washed her in his own blood. He paid for the price for her. She belongs to him. Oh, come on now. You need to let the devil know who you belong to. I belong to him. I belong to Jesus, amen. And him alone. She is wholly committed to him or has submitted herself to him. And he accepts the obligation. When a man was speaking, he said, in poverty or in wealth and in sickness and in health, amen, taking a vow, God also took the same vow when he took you as his wife or he took you as his bride. He has taken the obligation. If you'll submit to me, if you'll give of yourself to me, I'll take care of that. Just let me have it. Let me take it. This is what he's showing on his shoulder He's bearing your burdens. He's bearing your obligations, your problems, your situation. He accepts the obligation. He is her head, for Christ is the head of his church. As Sarah called Abraham Lord, even so the bride is happy that he's her Lord. He speaks and she obeys, for that's her delight. He says, but have men heeded this truth? No. Have they esteemed this person who alone has the full sovereignty authority over his church? I say no. For in every age, the church has been governed by hierarchy, a priesthood, apostolic succession, closing the door, mercy and grace. Uh Uh-oh. Sounds like what's happening in our day too. Closing the mercy of, of door, mercy and grace of whom it will. And instead of assuming the love and responsibility of the church, it has with mercenary lust prayed over her and destroyed her. The cl- clergy lived in luxury while the poor church fed on the husk of abuse. And not one age did any different. Each bound itself in organization. And he said they dared and wouldn't let people rise up. They were brutally suppressed or cast out. Every denomination has the same spirit. Every denomination swears that it has the key to government of the church. Every denomination claims that it opens the door, but that is not truth. It is Jesus and Jesus alone. He sets the members in the body. He endows them with their ministry. He puts the gifts at her disposal. He cares for her. He guides her. She is his sole property, and he has no one else but her. Hallelujah. You're the only one God cares about. Glory to God. God cares for you. He knows what you're going through. Let him take care of it. Cast your cares on him. For he careth for you. His government has no limitations. Oh, hallelujah. He can buy anybody out of the pawn shop. Amen. I'm a witness. He can pay the highest price. He did. He gave his own life. Amen. You know, when that man wasn't willing to pay the, pay the, the, the ransom for Ruth, there was a mighty man of wealth. His name was Boaz. Apparently, he had enough money. He had enough wealth. 
to take on all her liabilities, all of the things that she had, all of the things that was going on in her life, all of her problems, all of her struggles, and take it on himself. Little bride, we also have a mighty man of wealth. He's a, he owns the cattle on a thousand hills. He's able more than able for any situation, any problem that's springing up right now, anything that's going on in your life, whether it be financial problems or health problems or, or sicknesses or doctor's reports or whatever, the government is on his shoulder. He is able to take care of it. He is able to carry it. He hasn't found any problem yet he couldn't carry or he couldn't answer or he couldn't take care of. He's a mighty man of wealth. Hallelujah. He's got enough to heal every disease. he got enough to take care of every sin problem. He's got enough to come and change every doctor's report. He's got enough to move in impossible situations. That's why we can call him the way maker, the miracle worker, amen, the promise keeper. He hasn't run out of any money where he can't keep a promise. He brings them all to pass. There's not one of his promises gonna fall to the ground and not be fulfilled or be able to be deposited and something given back in return. His promises will give what they said they will. Hallelujah. You may have to worry about somebody's check and it be hot and they ain't got enough funds in the bank. But in this bank, there's enough promises in there to heal every lame person, to give sight to every bride person, amen, to make the dumb speak. There's promises right here and it will bring to pass what it says it will. Submit yourself to the Lord and then resist the devil and he'll flee from you. Hallelujah. Cast your cares on him. If you have a care, cast them on him, for he cares for you. The other, amen, he said, this leads to eternal life. He said, a man, man's made so he would want a comforter. He's wanting a comforter because he's made that way. And that's the way God put him together, built rooms in him. His soul, his conscience, his sight, his senses, everything put together. in this little room is something that makes him happy. Oh, Hallelujah. That gives him consolation. He's talking about that inner chamber. To take weary and nervousness from him. God set in there the Holy Spirit. That can make you happy in unhappy times. That can make you certain in uncertain times. That'll give you the wherewithal to hold the line. Amen. Amen. That, that was a bad. Amen, Brother Joe, Brother Aaron, both just amazing jobs. So fed my soul. God meeting our expectations. You bring the fish and the loaves, he'll feed the 5,000. 5,000 didn't bankrupt him, and all he had to work with was a few fish and loaves. But he took care of 5,000. Mercy, I mean, he took care of the lepers. He took care of the blind. He took care of the halt. He took care of all, all the sin and the sinful ones, Mary Magdalene. He took care of them. And I never did see him running out of mercy and grace and healing power and deliverances. He moved time after time after time after time. Now down through thousands of years and our generation over and over and over and over and over. Time after time. I ain't seen him run out yet. Hallelujah. Amen. Somebody else check might run out, but this one ain't going to bankrupt. Hallelujah. Matter of fact, Brother Brad will make the statement. He said he'll bankrupt heaven before he lets one promise go unfulfilled. Well, in other words, there ain't a promise going to be unfulfilled. Hallelujah. So he put something in you to hold the line. 
to expect things when it seems impossible. There's been people that have reached into realms and, and believed things that were impossible. Why? Because they submitted themselves to what God said. Abraham would do that. Our father, Abraham, was a spiritual seed. Amen. One of the very first examples of somebody who walked with God and because he heard a voice speak to him, call him out and take him to a strange land. And he started looking for a city that was builder, whose builder and maker was God. And he, started, and he started believing in a promise that seemed impossible. But what happened? As he submitted himself and he allowed himself to relax and he allowed himself to just come into the word. Then the word started taking over. <laughs> Hallelujah. That's exactly what, you know, when you, give, when you submit yourself to medicine, it's designed. Medicine goes in your body. It goes in and your body submits to it and allows it to work in certain areas to do certain things, to attack certain things. Amen. This is what the word of God does. When you take the word of God, of course, it's more direct and more perfect. It don't have side effects other than cleaning you up and washing you out and <laughs> Taking all the dope smoking, the beer drinking, all that stuff out of you. That's the side effects. I, I, I enjoy those kind of side effects. I feel, I feel like it leaves me for the better. Amen. And, and, you know, and, and, and that's what it does. It, but as you submit yourself, the Holy Spirit begins to take control and, and begins to move in ways. And you begin to expect things that seems unexpected or un, impossible. Amen. It gives something in you to when all hell is against you to stand Amen. and to hold. And to not back up an inch, but to keep pushing forward and to keep pressing. Amen. What is it? It's the Holy Ghost. He said that'll make you happy. That'll make you take all the weariness and the nervousness from you. God said in there the Holy Spirit, a comforter. Oh, hallelujah. A comforter to take control of you in situations. Amen. He said, you know, my poor dejected friend, he said, if you're here, don't know that. He said, I'm a witness that that's the truth. He said, I'm, ner I'm a nervous, upset kind of person. Irish, both sides are nervous, drunks. My mother, half Indian, would actually by birth make me a re renegade. That's right. I'd be a terrible person, a half-breed almost. I, but I found something that took that little room in me and gave me a peace that passes all understanding. And I come from death unto life and from darkness unto life. And I can never deny what that has done for me. Hallelujah. Amen. You know, he said he speaks of a, of a time when his brother Brandon mentioned it about being the, one of the worst moments of, of his life as his little Sharon Rose was dying and was taking her last breath. And he was down there speaking to her and asking God to move. And he said, God, her mama lays yonder in the morgue. We're burying the morning. Don't take my baby. Let me raise her. She's so sweet. Don't take her. He says, you know, just seeing the vision just shut off. And, 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 here, and, and, and it seemed like I'd just take her anyhow and he said so what what happened satan come to my side and he said you you're going to serve him here you are out on the street corners you fasted so you were so weak you couldn't hardly do your job and climb a telephone pole and what have you done preached and cried and preached and prayed and one word from him would have changed the whole picture and would he do it no he wouldn't do it he let her die and he said seem like my legs wouldn't hold me up no longer and I said, Sherry, you know, Daddy, and here wheezing like knowing she was dying. I thought, just one word, just one word. I walked over to the bed, and Satan come again and said, will you continue to serve him? 
And I thought, well, where would I go if I didn't serve him? What would I do if I didn't serve him? Where would my hope be if I didn't serve him? And something happened to me. I walked over to the bed and I put my hands in her little head. Now he had an opportunity. Are you, which one are you going to submit to? Who are you going to give him to? He said, but something happened to me. I said, darling, God gave you and God took you away, taking you away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Though you slay me, yet I'll trust you. I'll take you, darling, and lay it under your mother's arm and the undertaker's more an hour from now. But yet if he kills me and there's nothing I can go to, he's the only hope I ever found. He's the only foundation I ever had to stand on. And he's the only comforter I ever had. And where now will I go for comforter unless it was him and at that moment the angels came and packed her away but in that moment he was my comforter he came to me and he cared for me hallelujah brother Brandon would speak many times about crisis what we do in the time of crisis He said, if we'll just stand, God, you ask the question, will God answer in a time of crisis? He said, he will not only answer, but he will make manifest in the time of crisis. He will make himself manifest in the time of crisis. We can see that all the way down through the Bible. We can see... How even, you know, Moses, when he came to the Red Sea, what was it? In the time of crisis, God came on the scene and opened up the way. We can see Joshua as he would fight there in that valley. I rode through that valley. That's at the setting of the sun of my, my time in Israel. Took a picture of it, seen it today. My wife come and showed me the picture again as we rode through that valley, same valley. And, and right maybe at the same time, just as the sun was going down and snapped a picture of it. And here Joshua is fighting the battle and, and he's in a time of crisis and, and he, don't, he don't know what to do at the moment. But it was in that moment something manifested and he spoke. And he spoke things that even now don't make sense, humanly speaking. Amen, right? it's a, scientists would argue, and this or that would argue, and whatever. People would make a bunch of nonsense. And it don't make sense, humanly speaking. But God speaking, it makes sense. Right. When God speaks, things happen. And he might use the voice of a mortal man to speak in and say, sun stands still and moon stands still. Amen. What was it? It was in a time of crisis. Amen. Joshua submitted himself to the thinking of God and God came on the scene and gave him victory over those kings. Hallelujah. Who are you going to submit yourself to? Are you going to submit yourself to the word? Are you going to keep going down that trail of fear and trail of anxiety and trail of all kind of things that are going through your mind and your mind running rampant? Are you going to say, God, I can't do nothing about it. I'm just going to submit to you. Amen. Right. This is what he would say in that quote. I love, to, I love to quote. He said, if everyone in here would just begin to think, think. God is God. What are you doing? You're submitting yourself to something. What one time you was thinking about this or thinking about that or this fear, that's problem, or your mama here, that, daddy over here, all kind of issues, but all of a sudden you start submitting yourself to something else. God is God. And if God is God, his word don't change. He spoke it. 
it don't change. He said it, it don't change. It was him that said it, not me. Come on, somebody. It was him that spoke it, not me. It was him that came in these rooms here, not me. It was him that moved in impossible situation, not me. So if God said it, he spoke it, he will bring it to pass. God is God. And if God is God, his word don't change. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. And he's not lost one ounce of power or one ability to save or, or one moment to change a life in a moment in a twinkling of an eye. He's that kind of God. He says, no matter how religious you are, how many churches you belong to, how many books your name's on, if that genuine Holy Ghost is in you, which is the word manifested, you'll see the message in the hour because it's the Holy Ghost that does it and there has to be something light that something light that that often inspiration strike you he said if you pour water on the ground on the ground on the ground there's no seed there to strike how can it ever bring forth anything if there's nothing there to bring forth but that only the elect of God will see it the elected of God seen it Noah's time Moses time Jesus time apostles time Luther's time Wesley's time Pentecostal time because there was a seed that was on the earth that when this inspiration was poured out amen what was it they came under the they subjected themselves to it they submitted themselves to it and something began to take form in them something began to take place in them just like the woman that was walking down there a little teenage girl walking down to the well and an angel came down and she began to speak Mary highly favored of God amen what was it she began to submit herself maybe she was thinking about all kinds of things but all of a sudden her her thinking changed I believe my thinking would change too. All of a sudden, a blinding light came down, and out of that ball of light stepped an angel about six foot one, six foot around there, olive complexion, dark eyes, amen, with his arms folded. Hello, somebody. What would happen in your houses right now? All of a sudden, a ball of light, and out of it stepped a man. Your thinking would change. Your thinking would change. Inspiration would take you talking about feelings? Oh, yeah, lots of feelings. No doubt sparks. I had never had the privilege of seeing that ball of light, but I felt him when he came by. Hair stand up on top of your head. Seemed like charged on every, every way. Just happened a few minutes ago, right there in that study. As you begin to sing that song, he'll do it again. Things change. Inspiration strikes. But it's usually in these times of crisis when the press is on. You listen to Brother Bradham. When the press is on, you look around, look at the condition we're living in. Said, so are we not in a modern Sodom and Gomorrah? The world's come back to it again. Gentile world's was restored then, didn't Jesus say in Luke 17th chapter? As it was in the days of Sodom, so it will be in the coming of the Son of Man. The Son of Man in being revealed what is revealed. The secrets made known. Revelation is to reveal or make known a secret. These things have been hid through all the church ages now being revealed. He said, you see, God interpreted the word. God don't need anybody to interpret his word. He's his own interpreter. He said, a virgin shall conceive, and she did. He said, let there be light, and there was. 
And here we are, not in Luther's, Wesley, Pentecostal. All those ages, we're living in the evening time. We're living in the time of the calling out of the bride. He said, just as it was hard for the Catholics to see Luther, and Luther to see Wesley, and Wesley to see the Pentecost, it's hard for the Pentecostals to see this age. It's always been that way because it's poured out upon the elected seed. Amen. It's what the Bible teaches. They can't see it. Jesus even prayed for them, said they was blind. They didn't know it. Revelation says, tells us this, and Laodicean church ages, naked, poor, miserable, blind, don't even know it. Back again, so creeped up in their tradition. But remember the promised word of God by the mouth of Jesus Christ, the very God that spoke creation into existence. He was the one before the foundation of the world that said, let there be, and it was. For he said he was in the world, and the world was made by him, and the world knew him not. But as many as did know him, to them he gave power to become the sons of God, the very creator, the very creator himself that raised up Lazarus from the dead. He said, think this not strange for the hour cometh when all that's in the grave will hear the voice of the son of man and shall come out again we're living in that day it's the same God that said let there be light and it was the voice of the son of man would wake those in the grave and it's happening in his season he spoke it let there be male and be female and it happened years hundreds of years before it happened and inspiration struck a prophet Isaiah and said a virgin shall conceive unto us a child is born a son is given his name shall be called counselor prince of peace mighty God the everlasting father years past months past years days weeks years hundreds of years 800 years later Emmanuel came forth born by a virgin what was it he spoke it it had to happen but it was in those real hours of real stress that's usually when the spirit of God moves in oh hallelujah don't be looking at COVID-19 be looking for the spirit of God don't be looking at government problems and this problem and financial problems. Be looking for the Spirit of God. Amen. So what happened. He let the Hebrew children walk right into the fiery furnace. But who did they submit themselves to? They submit themselves to God. Said, King, live forever. Whatever. But we're not going to bow. We're not going to bow. We're not going to worship. Our God can deliver us. And even if he don't, we're not going to bow. <laughs> he let the Hebrew children, listen to this. He let the Hebrew children walk right to the fiery furnace before he ever moved a hand. But when he moves, he moves. Amen. <laughs> oh, God. Hallelujah. When he moves, he moves. And there ain't nothing the devil can do about it. Governments then couldn't stop him from coming. They tried to build a fire enough to kill somebody. But they couldn't stop the king of kings from coming on the scene. And changing the whole situation in just a moment. The king looked down there and said, hey. Didn't we throw three men in that fire? They said, yes, king, we throw three men in that fire. But I see four men walking around. Unbound and unhurt and unharmed. Hallelujah. The devil said, hey, I thought we had three of them in there. But now there's four. And everything we've done, tried to do, hasn't harmed them, hadn't stopped them, hasn't burned them, hadn't destroyed them. But they're still walking in the promises of God. And they're being led by the chief captain. 
and there ain't nothing the devil can do about it. I say press ever onward. We're not bending. We're not bowing. We're holding the line. Do what you got to do, devil. Our God is greater. Do what you got to do, devil. Our God has the answer. Our God is more than able for whatever you can throw at us. Our God is an awesome God. When he moves, he moves. And all the devils have to tremble and flee. Moses in that crisis cried out. And God said, stand still and see the salvation of God. And maybe your heart's troubled tonight. May you hear the words of God. Stand still. Submit yourself to God. Resist the devil and he will flee from you. See God move. Inspiration struck the prophet in that time of crisis. An inspiration, that's the way it strikes you if you're sick. That's the way it strikes you if you're afflicted. Something's revealed to you. And when you see it revealed, you speak up. And you say, I'm healed. Hallelujah. Oh, glory to God. I remember when that happened to Sister Lily Petersoli in our service over at the old church. Amen. Brother Tim was preaching on anointing to speak. And here she was going to the need of surgery and having that problem in her, in her back there. And, 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 and she stood up right in front of me and my wife. She said, I'm healed in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. And God came on the scene. Amen. Oh, if we get some people, just, just, just submit yourself to God and see what happens. And when that inspiration strikes, speak. Amen. Amen. You say it and it'll happen. Come on, somebody. That's exactly what happened to Hattie Wright. Amen. And she got under the influence of what the prophet was speaking. And he was telling her about the squirrels that was being created and all that taking place. And she realized this is more than just some kind of fairy tale. This is nothing but the truth. Don't you know those words whirled around in her for I don't know who knows how long. But all of a sudden she couldn't contain it no more. And something come out of her and said, Brother Branham, that's nothing but the truth. And he said, what happened? The angel of the Lord fell in the place. He said, give her the desires of our, whatever she asked. Hello. He couldn't say that unless he could back it up. Whatever she asked. (laughs) So in other words, whatever she was going to ask wasn't going to be too big. You understand what I'm saying? She couldn't ask something big enough. Because he said, whatever she asks. Come on now. Oh, God. Listen, this government has no limitations. This government is unlimited. So he can say, whatever you ask, I'll give it to you. This is why he would say, ask anything in my name and I'll give it to you. In other words, he has the power for whatever you ask. He has the ability for whatever you ask. Amen. God, come on the scene. We know what she asked. She could ask for the healing of her sister. She could ask for money. She was a poor lady, but she asked for the salvation of her two boys, and they fell over. That, you're talking about a pr- greatest, the greatest price, but yet God was able to answer. Incredible. If one, one soul was worth 10,000 worlds, but God was still able to answer. Mercy. So he said, Joshua, in the hour of crisis, armies was being routed, sun was going down. 
He knew if it went down, they'd have a chance to unite again and come against him. And he would lose more men. So in the hour of crisis, something had to be done. If he could keep them running, he would rout them, every one. But though it wasn't light to do it, so Joshua stood and raised his hands. It said, sun, stand still. And moon, hang over Agilon till I get through with this battle. And the sun stood when Joshua spoke. Of course, it was a paradox. Seemed like something impossible to take place. But God did it anyhow. Perhaps Joshua never tried to figure it out, how it was going to do, how God was going to do it. Only thing he said was stand still. <laughs> same, he said the same thing in Mark eleven twenty three. If you say to this mountain, be moved, and don't doubt in your heart, but believe what you said will come to pass, you can have what you say. Hello. He didn't put limitations on that. You know, I, I have yet to find in the Bible any kind of fine print as you find on contracts. You know what I'm talking about. Just had one that just the other day offered to me. A, needed a refrigerator repair. And Sears came out with A&E and wanted to sell me a whole house plan of all my appliances. <laughs> and I asked her, I said, well, what's the fine print? She said, well, you just have to read that. It's there. And I said, yeah, I, I, I know about these warranties. They all got their fine prints. They'll pay till you need them to pay. Right? right. They'll, they'll, pay, they'll pay, pay, pay until you need them to pay. Then they won't pay. Amen. But this God will pay and pay and pay. Amen. And he's paid for thousands of generations. Hundreds. Over and over and over. And hasn't run out yet. And I hadn't seen no fine print that says, speak to this mountain. Whatever you say shall come to pass. And he shall have whatsoever he saith. It don't say under there, well, uh, fine print, you know, the real fast. I can't even talk that fast how they do. You know, spit it all out so you can't understand all the things that they can't, they can't cover and they won't cover. And, blah, 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 and he goes down this long. No. As I said, he's the Lord God that heals all. The diseases. He covers all sins. He hasn't found one yet he can't forgive. He hasn't found one sickness yet he can't heal. Amen. It's unlimited. Submit yourself. He says, see, he said, see, we can't, you can't just stand there and fumble in your mind and say, say it. You got to be inspired to say it. But when you're inspired, say it. Speak it. See what God will do. See what God will do and move on your behalf. So look at, looking on down here. Seeing here, Joshua in this moment didn't know exactly where to turn or how to turn. Maybe you find yourself that way tonight. You, don't, you heard something the doctor said or you got some situation going on and you don't know. Right now is the time to just submit yourself to God. Realize he's, he's got the answer to this. Humble myself. And he will lift you up. He will lift you up higher than you could ever lift yourself up. Or any government could lift you up. Or any kind of thing could ever lift you up. He could, he'll lift you up higher. Maybe you find yourself in an impossible situation. Three Hebrew children... All these others down to the Bible, the little woman who touched the hem of his garment. 
You know, I, I was listening to that first service they played for youth camp, bringing us down. Played for youth camp there, Brother Danny Steeman preaching on a certain woman. If you didn't get a chance to listen to it, go back and listen to it. But that little woman made that moment her moment. Appropriated faith. Jesus was on his way down to another place. He'd been called to another to a death. And here he come passing by. And she said, this is my moment. She submitted herself to him. And I think that's what we have to do in the hours that we're in, the times that we're in. Don't submit yourself to the fear and the anxiety and all the things, the voices out there, spirits traveling on those voices and things. Listen to the true voice. Listen to what the Father's saying. Listen to what He's speaking. And when He comes walking by, make it your moment. Reach out a hand of faith. Speak a word. Say, Lord, this is my moment. Let's bow our heads. Submit yourself to God. Resist the devil. And he will flee. Make it your moment. I wonder, even here in this building, or maybe on the stream there in the homes, maybe you just feel right now him walking by. You feel the presence of God just sweeping by. You got a hand of faith. You got a voice of faith to say, Lord, this is my moment. Are you a certain woman in uncertain times? Hallelujah. What voice have you been listening to? What, what thing has been, have you been submitting yourself to? Your ears, your, your, your heart, your spirit. Submit yourself to God. I hope during these times that we're seeking Him more than we ever have. Maybe you want to make it your moment tonight in your home. You want to just take a moment to get on your knees and say, Lord, I need to talk with you. I want to grab a hold of your garment. I, I, I need a conference. I need a moment with you. He's here to meet every need, every situation. He's been in this service. He's kept the lights on in terrible storms. There's somebody that's going to reach out and touch his garment. He's passing by. Make it your moment. Father, Lord, just thinking on these things, realizing your power and your grace and your mercy. Oh, God, limitless, insurmountable. Can't comprehend it with the human mind. Oh, God, how great thou art. Lord, I look in the middle of my storm and I say, how great thou art. You're still God. And you don't change. You're my God. 
You're able to move, Lord, even now. We're looking to you, Jesus. Just as those children of Israel had to submit themselves to look to a serpent hanging on a brass pole to live. Lord, we're not looking at a type or shadow. We're looking to Jesus, the fulfillment. Look and live. Oh God, we submit ourselves to you, Father. We submit ourselves to your ways and your will, Lord, and what you have. Knowing you have the answer and the answer is on the way. Oh God, we praise you, Father. We thank you right now in the middle of our storm. We praise you, Lord, that this storm does not change who you are. But, oh, God, you're the same yesterday, today, and forever. You're our God. You're our Savior. You're our healer. You're our deliverer. You're our everything. You're our all in all. Oh, Father, move in every home right now. Move in every heart. Move in every life, Father. Oh, Jesus, may the voice of resurrection speak even now. Oh, God, and begin to call those things that were not as though they are. Father, believe in you, looking unto you, the author and the finisher of our faith. For you truly are the resurrection and the life. You truly are, Lord. Lord, even you submitted yourself, Lord, at that grave. And you called a man that was dead four days back to life again. You're the same today. And we call life back in the name of Jesus Christ. For the glory of God. Why on others that are called?
dream. 